are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. We've got a big show for you today. The story I talked about last week that I teased, I will tell you what it is on today's podcast. I'm also going to talk about trolls on the internet. I also am going to talk about Chris Harrison's podcast yesterday, which while it talked about sports, it also talked about his firing and he made an analogy that I thought was very interesting and I've got questions about it and we'll get to all that momentarily all right so here's the deal as you know I do not report things anymore in regards to negative stories regarding contestants unless the person that comes to me with this information either puts their name behind it or provides evidence for what happened So the story goes like this. Back on the weekend of Cinco de Mayo, I had received a tip in my Instagram DMs regarding Brandon and Serene. And that tip was something that nobody was willing to put their name behind and nobody had any evidence of. So I didn't really think about it at that point I didn't think I wasn't going to do anything with it because I had nothing to run with and that was the weekend of Cinco de Mayo I either I either got that tip on Saturday the 6th or Sunday the 7th well Monday the 8th rolls around and Serene and Brandon release a joint statement on Instagram that they are breaking up and ending their engagement and one or two days earlier, I had heard a tip regarding that relationship, and I was like, okay, so now this is interesting. But again, I didn't have any information. I didn't have anything solid. I couldn't run with anything. I could have run with, well, of course, I could have run with rumors, but I told you, I'm not doing that anymore. So I just let them release their statement. Haven't brought Brandon and Serena up, I don't think, once since that statement happened. I think on the 9th when I talked about it, I just said, breakup suck. I have no idea about the relationship, no idea what's going on, and I don't think I've brought them up since. Well, Tuesday of last week, I was sent a video that that was part of the tip that I heard back at the beginning of May was there's a video of Brandon circulating at a club in Austin with another woman. I was like, great, but if I don't see the video, I'm not going to throw that out there because what if the video wasn't real or what if it wasn't as bad as it was being made to be when serene released and brandon released the statement on monday may 8th of course it crossed my mind that well (laughs) i just heard about a video of brandon with another woman and now they're breaking up so that video probably circulated and one party was made aware of it. So I just, you know, like I said, I, my, my interest peaked obviously on May 8th when they officially publicly announced a breakup because days earlier I had heard he was in a club with another woman. So I was like, okay, but I didn't have anything. I didn't, I wasn't going to throw it out there. I wasn't going to throw speculation. I didn't have enough evidence of anything. I had no evidence of anything. Well, that evidence changed last week. I was sent the video and This video is of Brandon in a club with someone clearly not serene, but I needed details just because I had the video. I wanted context behind it because if I would have just 
posted that video the day after, you would have had a shit ton of questions and I would have had no answers for you. But now I do. Have a few days to go over everything. I got the video on May 30th, Tuesday. But then Wednesday was my birthday and Thursday I left for Vegas. I don't like reporting stories and then bolting out of town. You know, I want because I didn't I wasn't really on my phone much this weekend at all with my party and hanging out and having a lot of fun. I just didn't want to have this all going on and a lot of talk surrounding it and me not being able to really contribute or chime in. So I knew I was going to do it this week. I was thinking of doing it yesterday, but I figured let's do it today. And um, so here it is. Now, I reached out to Serene last Tuesday when I got the video. I reached out to her on Instagram. I have not heard back from her. However, here's what you need to know about the video that I have been able to confirm from sources. This video will be up on my Twitter feed right after, right when this podcast goes up. It will be on my um, Instagram stories as well. This video is not like some, you know, sex tape or something. It's literally 10 seconds long of Brandon in a club with another woman. It's just, well, you'll see. But here's the basics that you need to know. Yes, it is Brandon in the video. And that is not Serene that he is holding on to. That is Will Urena behind Brandon in the video, who was a fellow castmate with him on Michelle's season of The Bachelorette. This video was taken in Austin, Texas on Friday night, May 5th, at a club called Superstition. Now, if you go to Brandon's Instagram feed, and this was the one thing that I was trying to get an answer to, if you go to Brandon's Instagram feed on May 5th, the day this video was taken, he posted a picture of him throwing out the first pitch at a Padres game. What I have come to find out is... He threw out that first pitch on May 3rd, two days earlier. May 5th, he was not in San Diego. He was in Austin with his friends at this club. Then, three days after this video was taken at the club, Serene and Brandon post a breakup statement on Instagram. And Serene, whether you've checked her Instagram or not, she has not posted anything on her Instagram since. The last thing on her feed was their breakup statement, which was basically, what, a month and, uh, you know, tomorrow will be one month since she last posted on her feed. So we know that breakups aren't fun. They suck. And again, this is going to turn into, I'm guessing a lot of people going after Brandon. And while Brandon sucks for doing this, it doesn't mean that you need to send vitriol his way, hate his way, send him death threats. It's not a good look, no. But he deserves to be called out for his actions. If you're following Brandon or you're a big fan of his or whatever and this disgusts you that this happened, then just click unfollow and don't think about it anymore. That's about the level of, I don't know, hatred that you should have about this towards him to be like oh well that sucks you know I I really like that guy okay click unfollow move on with your day there's no reason and I can say it till I'm blue in the face I know people are going to go attack him today you shouldn't but I mean there there is a part I mean he did this he was with another woman at a club and three days later there's a breakup statement now I was told through my sources 
that Serene was made aware of this video and she has seen it. And that's what was I was also taking me a few days to find out. I didn't know if she had seen it. But considering I found out about it initially two days after it happened, or one day, I can't remember if it was that Saturday or Sunday, I was guessing it got back to her. And then on May 8th, Monday, they release a breakup statement. You know, uh, this, video, this video apparently has made the rounds. And it's almost surprising that it didn't even get out until this point. So... You know, to know that now that Brandon was seen in the video with another woman on May 5th and May 8th, him and Serene release a breakup statement and ending their engagement, I don't think it's hard to figure out what happened here. So I'll leave it at that. We'll see if either of them says something now that this is out there. And, you know, I'll respond accordingly if need be. But I, I don't expect it, anything to really... Um. I don't know. I'd be surprised, I guess, if if either of them responded uh, to this, because these are the facts. This is what happened. So unfortunately, it sucks. I cover the show. I'm given information. I'm given evidence of that information. You know, because if I would have ran with, hey, everyone, I'm hearing Brandon cheated on Serene with another woman at a club. You would have been like, great. Where's the evidence? What proof? I would have been like, well, I mean, that's just what I was told. <laughs> you would have crucified me. So, again, just doing my due diligence here, wanted to make sure I had all my ducks in a row, and there you go. You'll see the video. Like I said, the video isn't very incriminating. I actually thought the video would be worse. Like, when I heard about the video, I thought we were going to have video of Brandon, like, making out with a woman. No, but it's clear he was with another woman at the club and if you're an engaged man, you're not in that position at a club with another woman that's not named Serene Russell. Period. End of story. So I'm not saying what he did, be, you know, like, oh, it's not as bad as I thought it was. No, 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 no. I'm just talking about I thought maybe there'd be something physical in it of like, you know, kissing or making out or groping or something like that. But no, I mean, it's just it's just clear he was at a club with someone that wasn't his fiance at the time. And that's, you know. That's bad enough as it is. And then three days later, here comes a breakup announcement. So um, that's the story. The video will be on my Twitter feed and my Instagram story, you know, probably minutes after you are listening to this, if you want to go check it out. Also, if um, I also put a column out today, believe it or not, first time I've written since May or uh, since uh, March, since Zach's season ended and um, pretty much just in written words, what I just told you in this story. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place, and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Something else came up yesterday on my Instagram stories uh, from, you know, someone I follow, podcast, recent podcast guest, Morgan Willett, and she just launched her podcast. Go check that out. Your internet best friend. She just launched her podcast, um, I believe, Monday. Yesterday, yeah. Or maybe it was the end of last week, but I think it might have been Monday. And she posted, you know, a troll comment that she got from somebody. And I think a lot of people have, some people have issues with it, some people don't. I'm on the side of, I'm all for posting trolls' Instagram handles. I have no problem with that. Some of you might say, well, that's just, that's just kind of inciting more hatred and attacking against them. If you just post what they say, then they can't be attacked. Well, they just attacked her, so why can't they get a taste of their own medicine? No, I don't think they should be attacked with death threats. But if someone takes a you know the time to write a paragraph to Morgan, like the one she reposted yesterday, or anybody for that matter, and just is rude, inconsiderate, just a total troll. And you want to repost it and show like, hey, this is what this person said to me. I think it's fair game to post their Instagram handle or Twitter handle. Because if you don't, if you don't, then it's like, oh, great. You got a mean comment from somebody. There's nothing that we as an audience can sit there and do about it. It's just like, wow, that sucks. But don't you kind of want that person to learn a lesson? Because I guarantee, and I'm just using Morgan's as an example yesterday because other people have done this, and I totally agree with it. I guarantee Morgan's army and Morgan's fan base saw that person's Instagram handle and probably wrote them a message, and they probably got enough messages yesterday filling their inbox with like, wow, either I should never say something like that again to somebody, or B, maybe they sh- maybe they shut down their Instagram account. I don't even know. I haven't checked. But I'm sorry. I'm all for outing people who are complete jackasses on the internet. And you might be like, no, that's spreading hate. Well, what do you want me to, what, what would you rather people do? Not say a word and then just take constant, like, like I said, there's a difference between criticism and hate. What that person wrote Morgan yesterday was hate. It was a troll comment. Just absolutely unnecessary like they took time out of their day I mean this person just took time out of their day to sit there and write Morgan who was just promoting her podcast on her Instagram story you have gotten more fake even if that's possible so I'm unfollowing I'm sure your podcast will be the same bitch energy so boring every single day no we don't care about your workout outfits your crazy nights out or the whole season you're or the whole reason you're an influencer because of blank just so basic it is sickening why tell somebody that? What 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 good does it do to tell somebody that when all they were doing was promoting the fact that they have a podcast that they just launched that day? Oh, sorry, sound is on in here. Um, you know, like, what's the point? What good does that do? I I, I don't get it. So Morgan reposted that and left there. Instagram handle of the person who sent it with them on there. So I don't know what that person did, but I'm absolutely in the camp of, I have no problem reposting. Cause it's, you get, some people will say like, well, you're giving them, 
You're giving them exactly what they want. Like, what? What am I giving them? They're not going to gain followers because Morgan or anybody posts their Instagram handle. We clearly see they're a troll individual and are deeply disturbed to take the time out of the day to write that to somebody who is doing nothing wrong. So uh, it's not like they're going to gain a bunch of followers from it. So why not out them? So so just keep that in mind. Anyone who's, I mean, I, I don't really get that many. I'll get, you know, stuff here and there. But yeah, there are times where I've done it on Twitter, but I'm all for it. So just anybody wants to test me, go ahead. Because I guarantee you're going to be sick of the responses you get when I put your Instagram handle out there that you're probably going to either have to change your Instagram handle and start over. And then if you do that and you start it again, they're just like, oh, well, I just have to do a new one. And then it's like that just kind of shows you how disturbed you are as a person. You're like, crap, I can't use this handle to harass people. I'll just do a new one. Okay. Then I'll just <laughs> then I'll just take that handle and put it out there again if you choose to come back to the same person. So props to Morgan for doing that. Props to anybody who throws the name out there of somebody who's just a troll. I hope it happens more often. And finally, just wanted to talk about Chris Harrison's podcast last night. I haven't talked about Chris Harrison's podcast since I think his third show, maybe fourth show. I don't listen. But yesterday he talked about the what went down in the PGA Tour Live Golf merger yesterday. Now, those of you that are listening to this right now probably have no clue about what happened yesterday on the PGA Tour. But and and, and I listened to all of Chris podcasts because I was really interested in what his take was going to be because he related to what was going on in his own life. And now I've got questions. I'm not even talking about I'm not this isn't being, you know, funny or really sarcastic at all, because now I've got questions and it what it boils down to is this. Every time you've watched golf since you've been alive, it's been PGA Tour stuff. You know, Tiger Woods, all those great golfers. That's the PGA Tour. Well, a couple years ago, a Saudi-backed company decided to just say, "Hey, we want to start our own tour, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pillage some of the people from the PGA Tour by just throwing a, them a boatload of money." Here, Phil Mickelson, here's two hundred million dollars. Come play on our tour, and Phil's like, "Done." And they. They took some other good players, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, Patrick Reed, by just giving them flat-out guaranteed money before they ever stepped on an, uh, a live golf course in, in that tournament field. They gave them guaranteed money. In case you didn't know, to play golf on the PGA Tour, you only get paid when you win. Now, granted, you could have sponsorships and make money in, in endorsement deals, but for playing golf, you have to make the cut that weekend you have to play good enough on Thursday and Friday to make the cut and make it to the weekend and then you get paid for golf so anyway PGA Tour and Live Golf have been going back and forth lawsuits all this stuff well yesterday it announced that they had merged after the PGA Tour has been very very critical of the Live Tour taking their players and saying you know uh, even commentators coming out on the PGA Tour saying you're taking blood money because the Saudis have a history history of horrible international incidents in their country so now the pga tour has egg on their face because the players didn't even know about this you can't blame the pga tour players for one year they've been sticking up for their own tour saying yeah we're th those players they want to do that that's fine but we're here and we're doing our thing and 
And now all of a sudden behind their back, none of them seem to know that it was done behind their back and this deal was finalized. Okay. So that's just the basics of it. It goes so much deeper than that, but that's the basics of what happened yesterday in golf. It's a huge story in the world of golf. Probably the biggest story we've seen in golf in the last, probably since Tiger broke onto the scene. It's a major, major deal. Well, Chris Harrison, we know, is a big fan of golf. And he did a podcast yesterday, but as he was explaining to his audience what this was, he was also relating it to his situation And he was basically calling out the people in charge at The Bachelor because he called the Live Golf people, he said, let's call them the creator, which he's talking about Mike Fleiss. And then when he was talking about the spokesperson for the PGA Tour for the last year has been Rory McIlroy, Rory McIlroy, one of the best players on tour. He's been the one that's been constantly... um, the mouthpiece for the PGA tour saying, well, we don't want to do things that way. They can do their things. And then all of a sudden behind his back and behind all the players back. Oh, by the way, we're now merging with them. We're, we're now partnering with them. So it makes Rory look like an idiot or it looks like basically just a, and that doesn't make him look bad. He didn't know this was coming, but basically just a kick to the nuts. Like, yeah, thanks for backing us. So when he's explaining the story, he said, let's call Rory the host. So now he's saying that Live Tour is Mike Fleiss, Rory McIlroy is him. If he's making the analogy of PGA Tour versus Live Golf, now Live Golf is Mike Fleiss, PGA Tour slash Rory McIlroy is Chris Harrison. And now with this merger, nobody stood behind Rory McIlroy. He put his neck out there for the tour, and then the tour basically says, oh, yeah, we're taking their money now too. And Chris made it perfectly clear in this podcast yesterday that he's basically saying Rory's the guy that was the mouthpiece for the franchise, for the PGA Tour. Rory, quote-unquote, the host. So now my question is this, because he specifically said it on the podcast yesterday, is Chris now saying that everything that he said was told to him to say by production? And then when things went south, they cut him loose because that's what the whole podcast was about. Basically saying, I'm being the good soldier. I'm the mouthpiece for the franchise. They told me they loved me. They told me they would be behind me 100%. But then when things went south in the media, just like it did in this whole thing, they cut him loose. And he was the scapegoat. Okay. But I need a little more detail. Because if he's saying... I, I, He said in the interview with Rachel Lindsay that 50 million people attended an antebellum party in 2018. Is he saying that production told him to say that line? And then when things went south, they cut him loose? Like, that's what I'm not clear about. And that's where, if he wants to make that analogy, I can see where he's coming with that. But he's making it seem like Everything he said on television was something he was told to say, and he wasn't actually answering it as Chris Harrison, the person. Go back and listen to the interview. He said 50 million people attended one in 2018, Rachel. So I'm confused. I'm confused at his analogy. Is he saying production told him to say it? Because then if he did, then this is more about production than it is Chris. 
because he has a job to do. He can't just, you know, say, no, I'm not saying that, or else he'd lose his job. And he's basically saying, I did all this for the show. I put my neck out there. They didn't want to release a statement. When all this stuff was going on with Rachel Kirkconnell and the Annabellum party, nobody in production, Mike Fleiss didn't say anything, Robert Mills didn't say anything. I had to be the one to come out and do an interview, and they were all behind me. And then the second everything went south, they weren't behind me. That was the whole point of his podcast yesterday. My question now is, well, what do you mean when you say you were the mouthpiece and you were being told what to say and what to do? Because he related that to Rory, saying Rory was just a mouthpiece for the PGA. I just, I don't think he was told to say the statement of 50 million people attended an antebellum party in 2018. I, I, if, if I'm wrong, correct me. But that sentence came out of his mouth. And if he's saying that's on production, then we might have a different conversation. But I don't, that's the thing. I don't know what he's saying. I know the analogy he was making on the podcast yesterday, but I'm clueless to, you know, he made it, there's a reason he did a 35-minute podcast yesterday about Live Tour versus the PGA Tour, because he, it was all about his situation, and it's like, he can't talk about specifics because of the NDA that he signed, so he's like using these analogies, calling Live Tour the creator, calling P, the PGA Tour and Rory McIlroy the host. And relaying it to his own situation, which is fine, but he still isn't going into details that people would need to actually form an educated opinion on all of this. I, I find it hard to believe that they told him to lay that sentence out there about 50 million people attending an Annabelle party in 2018. But what do I know? It was interesting, though, and it is a talking point. I just, I just find it interesting that he's, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I thought Chris wanted to move on. <laughs> you know, his podcast started when? Six months ago? And he's still, any, any chance he can get, he's still trying to like let people know about how he was released. I, I don't know. I, I, it's really, it's really confusing. And it's confusing because we know there's an NDA out there and he can't get into specifics. So he uses analogies. And it's like, okay, we get a little bit more of a picture, but we don't have this. We still don't have the complete picture. And I don't know what he was getting at yesterday saying that he was the mouthpiece. It may, he's making it seem like everything out of his mouth was lit, literally either told to say or written down for him, and he just had to repeat it. And he didn't have a say because they were his bosses. And the second everyone turned on the show for what Chris Harrison said, well, we're going to let you go. He he basically was saying days before he was let go, everyone was saying they were on his side and they loved him within the franchise, not talking about contestants, but production and the his higher-ups, his bosses, all on his side. Way to go, Chris. Great job. Thank you for speaking out for the franchise. And then when they were getting so much shit, they let him go. Does suck, for sure, but I'm sorry. The things that came out of his mouth in the interview – I need to know, are those his words or was he told to say that specific things that he said in that interview? I guess we'll never know, but he spent 30 minutes on his podcast yesterday talking about it. So thought I'd bring it up. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. Please rate, subscribe and review an Apple podcast, but 
Most importantly, subscribe in the podcast because that's the best thing you can do to help my podcast. And I'll be back tomorrow with yet another daily roundup. So thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.